the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Alright, so we began a series that we are going to continue 10 blessings of salvation money cannot buy. This is part 4. Give me Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 to 14. Okay, let's go. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God to the saints who are and are faithful. Okay, grace to you and peace from God our Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. Blessed be the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of him, to the praise. Good. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. In all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in heaven and on earth in him we have obtained an inheritance having to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that we might in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the good who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory somebody say an amen Okay, so let's go back to verse 3 and 4. He says, blessed be God. Somebody say, blessed be God. Say, blessed be God. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Verse 4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Somebody say, I am chosen. I am chosen. Say, I am chosen. I am 
okay so that's what we have been exploring for the past weeks now 10 blessings of salvation money cannot buy most increasingly in the modern day church when people talk about the blessing of god they are either looking at a new house they are looking at a new car they are looking at a child they are looking at a husband they are looking at a wife and all these are great blessings in the flesh but they are superior blessings somebody say they are superior blessings say they are superior blessings and those are the blessings we have described as blessings money cannot buy these superior blessings are blessings no money can buy if you say god has blessed you with a car well i want you to know that there's a rich man who does not know god he can buy 10 times that kind of car you are bought am i communicating here yeah there are people who don't know god and they have a wife there are people who are not born again they have a child so these are blessings in themselves but there are superior blessings somebody say superior blessings and these are blessings you must learn to cherish and appreciate these blessings must form your mentality these blessings must shape your outlook in life if these blessings dominate your life all the other blessings you'll be able to manifest them but if you have all the others but you are not conscious or reminded of these blessings there's not so much you can do with your life and so we are talking about chosen by god somebody say chosen by god say chosen by god but uh, some people who would have loved that some other people they had been chosen as parents by other people you were born into a certain home and because of the conditions in your home the nature of your father the nature of your mother and how the situation in your family is like sometimes you wish you had been born into another family in other words you wish that another parent had chosen you to be your parents there are people who may even volunteer themselves to be adopted into certain families because they think that their families are not good enough for them well i want you to know that in as much as these family choices are great and it's great to desire to be born into a great family god has chosen you somebody say god has chosen you yeah there are some rich people they may not choose you but god has chosen you there are some schools you would want to go they may not choose you but god has chosen you and that choice is what matters somebody say god choice of me is all that matters uh, so we are saying that in christ jesus among the blessings we have is the fact that we have been chosen somebody say i've been chosen and we said in christ we have been chosen by the lord for the lord somebody say i am chosen by the lord for the lord okay and that makes us special somebody say i'm special say i'm special i'm special to god and i'm special i am very very special yeah there are people who don't see themselves as such you know the cause for low self-esteem is because people feel they don't matter they are not special they are not unique so they look at themselves and they can't see value in themselves because they feel that well looking at me my life does not really matter but if god took time to chose you you must be special are you with me here if god chose you then you matter there are some men you would want them to choose you but they cannot be compared to god and if god chose you then you must be special somebody say i'm very special to god huh. the source of some of us our confidence is not in anything material it's in the knowledge that we have been chosen i know that i'm a very special person to god somebody say, i'm a very special person to god yeah 
you may just say it and you see you must say it until your mind thinks like that until your body feels like that until every part about your being begins to respond to that you are special i am special when people reject me it doesn't matter i am a special person when people accept me it doesn't matter i'm a special person the bottom line is that i am a special person and it's not based on how people treat me it's not based on how people deal with me my speciality is in god the fact that god chose me and god set me apart makes me a special being somebody say i'm a special person i am no ordinary person i'm a unique personality I have great value with God. Great value with God. Yeah, you see, they may not always see value in you. But one, you must always see value in yourself. And the reason why you must see value in yourself is because God sees value in you. God feels that your life matters. That's why you must see your life as a life that matters. You see, when we talk about spiritual maturity, really, spiritual maturity, the ultimate of spiritual maturity is seeing things from God's perspective and speaking from God's perspective. When you meet a person who is spiritually mature, number one, he thinks from God's perspective, he sees things from God's perspective, and then he lives his life from God's perspective. Are you here with me? That's spiritual maturity. And you cannot see yourself the way god sees you and belittle yourself amongst men somebody say i am special okay and we saw that god in diverse times in previous i like it when in the book of hebrews he said god who in diverse manner and in diverse times spoke to the fathers has now chosen to speak to us in his son in diverse manner in previous times god chose people so we said from the very beginning that we are not the first to be chosen somebody say i'm not the first to be chosen yeah you are not the first to be chosen god has been in the business of choosing people for a very long time very long time and you see if you have been littling yourself until now go back to the old testament and look at the people god chose and how special they were they were unique because god chose them you remember the man moses moses was the, the youngest among his siblings miriam and aaron were older but god decided to choose moses and when he chose moses because he chose him he became a special person he told them listen if there are people i deal with i speak to them in visions and dreams but moses my dealings with him is different he's a special person to me i speak to him in visions and dreams i speak to him face to face i don't deal with him the way i deal with other people why because moses is a special person somebody say i'm a special person the same thing can be said of david david was not chosen by his father to be king but god had chosen him and so he was special praise the lord you see sometimes in a home that some of our children may not come up the way we want them to come up and sometimes growing up you even felt that your father really didn't really like you as much your mother really didn't like you as much and some of you have actually grown with that mentality and so sometimes you don't feel that you are enough it's like you've always fall short you see it's all of those things feed on what they call low self-esteem praise the lord 
and sometimes the kind of things people do in order to be chosen and in order to fit into a certain class or a clique of people is amazing some people will give up their bodies because they want to show people that they also have something they do all kinds of things to be accepted and it's simply because they don't know they are special listen the focus of this teaching is to help you to appreciate the fact not from hearing perspective but from a mental shift perspective that i am special somebody say i'm special the unique thing about israel and then and now is that there is a certain sense if you meet every jew every jew feels that he's a superior race every jew they have a certain mentality that they are not ordinary people they are raised jewish children are raised to think that they are a special group of people that's why they are able to accomplish so much they are very small among the ethnic groups the various people groups on the planet and yet almost every great invention on the planet you have a jewish hand in it the reason why they are able to accomplish so much is not because of anything but because it starts from the mentality they think different one they view themselves different they think different and they are able to accomplish great results i see you accomplishing great results say i am special so we said that all the people God chose from the beginning were special. Was Abraham special? Was he special? Yeah. We are told in the book of Genesis 18, 17 to 19 that Abraham is special. He is special. And then Moses was special because God chose him. David was special because God chose him. Psalm 78 verse 70 to 72. He chose David also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ills great with their young. He chose David. Somebody say he chose David. He chose David. Say he chose David. he chose David. Wonder why the early apostles were able to do amazing things. Ordinary people. But because they were chosen by the most high God. They ended up turning their word upside down. I see you turn your word upside down. Amen. I see you turn your word upside down. Amen. You see you can never rise in life above your thinking. Never no matter where you are no matter where they put you they can put you in london they can put you in paris they can put you in new york your life will still be the same it was when you were in africa or even when you were in your village because your mentality is the same praise the lord and until your mentality changes your life can never change that is why these things i'm sharing with you are very foundational there are people who are in church you are in christ and all the things that christ says has done and has accomplished through his death burial and resurrection they are not manifesting in your life because you are thinking that you are like any ordinary person you think like any ordinary person you expect everything that happens to every ordinary person to happen to you i choose to think different i choose to expect different i choose to behave different somebody say i choose to think different I choose to speak different I choose to to behave different because I'm a special person yeah yeah when I sit in a car I know people can die through accidents but I know I'm a special person I know I'm a special person I know I'm a special person my going out and my coming in is not different it's not the same as every other person every time I move out a convoy of angels are with me that's how special and unique i am that's why i can't think of fear or death and all of those things why because it is not in my vocabulary somebody say i'm a special person so we talked about the fact that god chose us when did god choose us ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 to 5 when did god choose us when did god choose us 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with that. Verse 4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundations. When were you chosen? When were you chosen? Okay, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. God chose us from the beginning. I have chosen to accept Christ. That is because he chose you. Somebody say, that is because he chose me. I could choose him. Say, I could choose him. Because he chose me. Yeah. You see, the disciples of Jesus had to respond to his call. He said, he met Matthew at the receipt of custom. He said, follow me. Then the Bible said he left everything and followed him. Jesus chose him. And then Matthew also had to choose him. How did he choose him? By responding to his call. I'm not communicating here. That was his choice. The moment Matthew dropped everything he was doing and started following him, he had made a choice of the Lord. But before everything else, Jesus chose him. He said, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you. How did he choose them? He called them forth and they followed. So they also chose him. The Bible said, but we are bound, let's read it together, but we are bound to give thanks to God always for you. Brethren, beloved by the Lord. You see how he calls you? You are beloved by the Lord. Somebody say, I'm the beloved of all. One go, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and believe in the truth. Woo! I like it. In the book of Titus, he said, through the regeneration of the Holy Ghost. So, he says you were chosen through sanctification by the Spirit and believe of the truth. The moment you believe Christ, immediately you were chosen. So, you see, this is how it works. This is where predestination and all of those things they talk about. Everybody on the planet is actually chosen. Because if you were not chosen by God, you will not be here. Are you here with me? Yeah. There were children who were aborted. And they could be aborted because they were not chosen to be on the planet. There were children who have also gone through attempted abortion and they couldn't be aborted. There are women who have attempted aborting certain children. Maybe some of you may, may have even gone through that experience. If your parents will tell you the truth, they may tell you that you, when we took you, we wanted to abort you. Ask your neighbor, are you one of such? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. They attempted the abortion, but it didn't work. Why? Because you matter. Somebody say, I matter. I matter. You see, every time you wake up and you see the light of day, you must tell yourself, I matter to my generation. Say, I matter to my generation. Yeah, you are here on assignment. You are here on purpose. He said he chose you from the foundation through the sanctification of the spirit and believe in the truth. Somebody say, from before the foundations of a world. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the belly, I knew thee. And before you came out of your mother's womb, I ordained thee. Somebody say, I was chosen from my mother's womb. I was chosen from the very beginning. Apostle Paul understood that concept. And you see, sometimes the way we live our lives, I can imagine the fact that while I was seriously on drugs in secondary school, God had chosen me. Can you imagine? He didn't choose me because I had become a Christian. He had chosen me at that time. 
And sometimes you see your life, you are on a course, the trajectory of your life doesn't look like a person who has been chosen or can be chosen. But it doesn't matter. God has already chosen you. See, I was reading Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 to 16. Let's see it. It's amazing how Apostle Paul put it. Galatians chapter 1 verse 11. He said, but I make known to you, let's read it together. But I make known to you, brethren, it's not according to according to verse 12 he says for i neither receive it nor was i but it came through the revelation of jesus christ verse 13 let's go for former conduct in judaism how i persecuted the church and tried to destroy wait he said you have heard of what my former how many of you have a certain former life do you have a former life? Yeah. I know there are some of you who think that you were born into Christ. <laughs> there are some people because they are naturally quiet and calm and cool and they didn't commit some sins. They think they are okay. Until you are born again, you are not okay. Praise the Lord. You are not entering heaven because of your cool, collected temperament. You are only entering heaven because Christ is your Lord and Savior. Am I communicating here? That's where salvation begins. There are some people that think that they are too pious, so their piosity means that God must like them. God doesn't like you because of your piosity. He likes you because you have placed your faith in Christ. Can somebody say an amen? amen. That's where he starts from. He said, for you have heard of my former conduct. This is Paul speaking. My former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and I tried to destroy it. What Jesus came to build, Paul was trying to destroy it. That was how diametrically opposed Paul's life was to Christ. His life was at variance with everything that Christ ordained him for. Everything that God has wired him from the foundations of the world for. He was resisting, he was opposing it. Look at verse number 14. He says, how I advance. Somebody say advance. Say advance. I pray that you will live your life in the perfect will of God. Because you see, sometimes you can advance in some many areas of your life. You advance in medicine, advance in business, advance. And you do all of that only to realize that you are outside his perfect program and plan for your life. May that not be your testimony. Paul was a very successful lawyer. Astute lawyer by all standards. Everyone knew. Studied under the feet of one of the best tutors. And yet, he was on the wrong course. On the wrong course. On the wrong course. And when he encountered Christ, everything changed. Look at this. Look at this. The man could talk. Oh, he said, I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation. So, if you are looking for a lawyer, I will be number one. If you are looking for a doctor, I will be number one. If you are looking for a businessman, I excel among them all. I was on top of my job. This was what I was doing. That was what I felt my life was about. He said, be more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But look at one of those great buts. But when it what? But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, verse 16, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Are they not immediately confer with flesh and blood? Can you say an amen? amen. Can you say a better amen? amen? Yeah. Paul.
Saul had been chosen from his mother's womb by everything he pursued in the natural. May the Lord help you that as you pursue your career, you will find time to pray that you fulfill God's will for your life. I've told you, one of the things that will cause a lot of tears in heaven is God's dream for you that you never fulfilled. You'll be sure. His dream for you that you never fulfilled. His assignment for you that you never undertook. You are in heaven all right because heaven is not on merits. But what will be given to you will be defined by that. Somebody say an amen. amen. Somebody say an amen. amen. We also looked at why did God choose us? He chose us according to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 7. Let's look at that. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has what? Read that with me. The Lord your God has? The Lord your God has? To be a special treasure above all the peoples of the face of the earth. Somebody say, I'm special. Say, I'm special. Say, I'm special. Say, I'm special. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think you are not beautiful? Because you don't have God's view about you. Why do you think that your body shape is not okay? You are thinking of undertaking some plastic surgery to remove some things and put some things around. You are not serious with your life. Begin to have God's view about your life. Can somebody say an amen? amen. I have never met anybody who has made me feel inferior about myself. Not one person. Not what you drive, not where you stay, not what you have. Not what you say. I am too overloaded. Sometimes you may think I am proud, but I am proud in Christ. I make my boast in the Lord. I'm not communicating here. I will not bring myself down and make you feel that I don't matter. I'm just a mobrower person. No, no, no. I'm not mobrower at all. Somebody say I'm special. Say I am special. Say I am special. Yeah. Some of you, in fact, the little background you have in the natural, which is no background. <laughs> some little background. Because your father has some various money. He occupies some prominent position. It has entered your head. That one even makes you feel special. How much more when I remember that I'm a child of the Most High God? How much more when I remember that I've been redeemed by the precious blood of God? How much more when I remember that I'm a candidate for heaven? I'm not communicating here at all. That is what makes me feel special. Somebody say, I'm special. I am. I am. I am. You can't go for a job interview and think that, oh, here, I don't think I, I deserve it. Whatever you give me, I will take. Already you are disqualified. The people who go for job interview and are taken, they are the people who present themselves as if there is nobody better than them. Why do you think you are the best job? I'm the best person for this job because A, B, C, D. You begin to put your job and, you know, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And on that grounds, I think that amongst the people i know that you are considering many other people but i want you to bet on me there's nobody who can do this job better than i can do i can transform your company you see the way you are here now i can attend an interview and you will not give me that job by the way you are even walking to the place no 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 you think it's about your cv it's not just about your cv that's why a professor can go for an interview in the embassy you won't get it but obi to a sacromonko and sukokoti confidence before I can cry on tears here, how many years? He said two months. They say one two years. No cry one two. They all They are asking how many years? He said two months. Yeah, the five years a man. Confidence, confidence, confidence. 
But with all your knowledge, you don't have it. Praise the Lord. That's why you need to be schooled in the word of God. I don't waste my time on the devil at all because it's not a factor in my life. I am programmed to succeed. Can somebody say I'm programmed to succeed? I'm wired for success. I manifest glory. I walk in honor. That's who I am. Special. The Bible says he did not set his love. Then he told them verse number 7. He said, for the Lord did not set his love on you or choose you because you were more in number. We took time to deal with that last week. The same way God chose them is the same way he's chosen us. Praise the Lord. He chose them in the flesh. He had chosen us in the spirit. You didn't hear that? I said he chose Israel in the flesh. He had chosen us in the and that is what makes us superior the bible said he that is born from above is above all he that is born of the spirit is above all we are a superior breed to jews say an amen, amen. <laughs> See, you can't think of yourself the gardener i'm telling you you, are, you can't even appreciate that you are a superior breed to a jewish person amen. paul said we are the circumcision which worship god in the spirit and have no confidence in the flesh we are born in the spirit we function in the spirit and we get results in the spirit somebody say i get results in the spirit say i get results in the spirit all right today we want to look at chosen by god three what is god's purpose for choosing us why did he choose us now touch on a few of them why did God choose us? Why did God choose us? Number one, he chose us to be a peculiar people for himself. Somebody say, I'm a peculiar person. I'm a, peculiar person. I'm a special person. I'm a special to, the Lord. to the Lord. Yeah, he chose you, number one. Most people think that God chose us to do something for him. Is there anything God cannot do for himself? <laughs> That's not the first reason. The first reason why God chose you is so you'll be a special person to himself. Somebody say, I'm special to God. Now, imagine Jesus choosing the 12 disciples. They were so special to him. Everywhere he went, he went with them. Everywhere he went, he went with them. At some point, he called them his friends. At some point, he called them his family. He said, who are my brothers and sisters? These who hear the word of God and do them. These are special, so special. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. Somebody say, I'm a chosen person. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own. Let's go. God's very, God's very own, God's very own, God's very own, God's very own, God's very own. Can you think about the fact that you are God's possession? Think about that. Think about that. It struck me when I was preparing. I'm God's very own possession. <laughs> I'm God's very own possession. <laughs> I belong to God. A witch cannot touch me. I belong to God. Demons cannot touch me. I belong to God. Premature death cannot touch me. I belong to God. Somebody say, I'm special to God. Special. God's very own person. As a result, you can show. Somebody say, you can show. Now let's look at First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4. The same thing is repeated there. He said, He chose you to be a special people. Look at that. First Thessalonians 1 4. We know, dear brothers and sisters, the New Living Translation, God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. 
Somebody say, God loves me. And he has chosen me. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves what? And has chosen you to be his own special people. Somebody say, I belong to God. Say, I belong to God. Deuteronomy 14, 1. And I will just link it to something so you see. I belong to God. Deuteronomy 14, 1. You are the children of the Lord your God. You shall not cut yourselves or shave the front of your head for the dead. For you are, let's read verse 2. For you are a holy people too. And the Lord has to be a special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face. That is the very first reason why God chose you. To be a special person unto him. Somebody say, I'm special to God. Say, I'm special to God. Ephesians 1.14. Look at that with me. Ephesians 1.14. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. Let's go. And that he has purchased us to be his own To be his To be his To be his Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. Look at this. I want you to see how God sees you. Alright, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. One go. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom you have from God? You are not. You are not. You are not. Say, I am not my own. Then he tells you why you are not your own. Verse 20. For you are. You are bought at a. You are bought at a, therefore glorify God and in your spirit with our now listen if you really meditate on this and understand the sickness cannot live in your body you will not tolerate sickness in your body he said glorify God in your body sickness does not glorify God are you here with me glorify God most people think that when we talk about glorifying God is our spirit he said glorify God in your body and in your spirit so when sickness attacks your body tell God listen daddy this does not bring glory to you whatever it is that is causing havoc in me it doesn't bring glory to you and so in the name of Jesus I cast you out am I communicating here that's how you free yourself to walk in hell it's a mindset. We will lay hands on you, lay legs on you. Nothing will change because your mentality has not changed. Glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. There's no time where I say I'm too weak to do anything for God. There's no time. Once it has to do with God, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, he that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken my mortal body. So I have a quickening in my mortal body. Am I communicating here? 28, 32, 33. Every time I'm weak. This, I'm weak. I'm weak. You are weaker than a 90-year-old woman. What's your problem? What's your problem? Every time there's some one weakness or the other. Because you have not renewed and transformed your mind to think scripture. If the spirit of him is the spirit of God in you. Yes. Hey, is the spirit of God in you? Yes. Is he surely in you? Are you convinced he's in you? Or you think, cast me not away. Take not the Holy Spirit from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil is a bad devil. If the spirit of him, yeah, that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, 
And he was just making a rhetorical question. And that the truth of the matter is that he lives in you. Jesus said he's with you. And he shall be with you. He shall abide with you forever. He's in you and shall be in you. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken. In other translation, he said he will give life to your mortal body. Not your spiritual body, your mortal body. Are you here with me? You shall not know weakness. Amen. You shall not know weakness. Amen. Every weakness in your body is departing now. Amen. The very life of God is your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody say, I'm God's property. I'm God's property. Say, I am, God's property. I am God's property. I'm a special treasure unto God. Let me show you a guy who was God's property. Yeah, 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 yeah. You remember the Bible says in Psalm 105, verse 13 to 15, the New King James Version. Look at this before we go here. Read with me. One go. When they went from one nation to another and from one people to another, what did he say? He permitted no one to do them wrong. Saying, Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophet. Oh, who are the anointed? Somebody say, I'm the anointed. Say, I'm the anointed. Say, I'm the anointed. Say, I'm the anointed. This year, I'll make time and teach on the anointing because, you see, the anointing has been reduced to pouring oil on you. So, all the time, you are looking for who to pour oil on you. But listen, whether they pour oil on you or they don't pour oil on you, you are anointed. Somebody say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. The Bible said the anointing that you have received from the Holy One abides in you. The Holy Ghost lives in you. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with oil. With oil. With zomi. With the water. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. How does God anoint you with the Holy Ghost? So once the Holy Ghost is living on you. Once the Holy Ghost is living on you, you are anointed. Somebody say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Yeah. And once you're anointed, you are a touch me not. Somebody say, touch me not. Say, touch me not. Say, touch me not. Yeah, that's who you are. The reason why witches and wizards, wherever they take your name to, it doesn't matter, is because you're anointed. Somebody say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. Whoever touches me, Whoever touches me touches the apple of God's eye. Touches the apple of God's eye. Touches the apple of God's eye. Shout, I believe it. That's who you are. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 to 4. Kala labo shabra devaka. Let's read it together. But now that says the Lord who created you, oh Jacob, he who formed you, oh Israel, fear not for I have what? I have what? Oh, I wish I had time to really connect this to Ephesians chapter 1. I have redeemed you. I have redeemed you. Now, at the time he said he had redeemed them, but the ultimate price for their redemption had not been paid. In our case, when he says he has redeemed us, the ultimate price has paid. He has redeemed us forever. He said, I have redeemed thee. He said, I have called thee by name. You are what? You remember he was talking about the fact that you are his special possession. Do you remember that? You are mine. Somebody say, I am God's. Say, I am God's. Say, I am God's. 
Say, I am God's. Now look at verse 2. Because you are my, everything he's going to say is predicated. That's what we are talking about. Your identity in Christ is very important. Because everything he's going to say is predicated on the fact that you are mine. The reason why the things that are going to happen cannot happen to you is because you are mine. The things that others go through and they die, you can go through it and not die is because you are mine. The things others go through and fail, you go through the same experience and come out as success is because you are mine. The reason why the things that makes other people poor, you go through the same experience and you come out richer and richer and richer is because you are mine. Somebody shout, I am God. That's scripture. It says, you are mine when you pass through the waters I will be with you then he says and through the rivers they shall not overflow you when you walk through the fire you know people go through a little challenge and they say I'm committing suicide you are not correct you don't know who you belong to you don't know that you are a child of God and a child of God will always come up on top no matter where you put him am I communicating here you see I meet Christians and they get exposed to a elite challenge and they can't go through it because they don't know who they are they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know what they have. You are mine. Somebody say, I am God. Say, I am God. He said, you go through the fire. Nothing will happen. You go through, he said, the flame. Neither shall the flame scorch thee. The smell of the flame will not. You see, that is what makes us unbeatable in this life. He verse number 3. Look at verse number 3. He said, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. I gave Egypt for your ransom. Ethiopia and Seba for you. Now, you see, in our case, it's not Egypt that was given for our ransom. Christ Jesus was given for our ransom. Egypt was too small. Christ shed his precious and priceless blood for our redemption. Christ, he gave Christ for us. And said, Isiba in your place. Now look at verse 4. Since you were precious in my sight, I have honored you. I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your... You don't understand what we are reading. You don't understand what we are reading. You don't understand what I'm reading. You don't understand what I'm reading. I will give people for thee and men for their life. Men for their life. Men for their life. So, some people will fail just because God needs you to succeed. Some people will be disqualified just because God must get you in there. I will give me men for you. Receive the gift of man. May God give men for you. May God open doors for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. All of these are yours because you are his. It's not because of anything you do. This is your Christianity that you are always doing to gain something. Because you don't know what you have gifted to you in Christ. Number two, he chose you. The second one I like so much. He chose you to be his dwelling place. Somebody say his dwelling place. Dwelling. Say his dwelling place. Dwelling. Ooh, his dwelling place. I'm the dwelling place of God. Say I'm the dwelling place of God. I am the dwelling place of God. Can you imagine this? The other day the Bible says in Genesis that three men appeared. In the scorching, in the heat of the sun, and they came to Abraham, and Abraham accommodated them. And later on, he found out that these were not ordinary people. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah. You remember the other day, uh, Obedidom accommodated the ark of God in his house, and for three months, everything changed. <laughs> Think about <laughs> the short, about three hour or four hour session. That Jesus spent preaching to the crowd in Peter's boat. When he finished, everything about Peter's life 
changed because he was accommodated by Peter. For a short time, Obedidom three months. Kali Grado Koshadaba. And you, he's not accommodating. He has not come to your place for a short time. He lives in you forever. Kalalabo Shanda Bradaba. Am I communicating somebody at all? He is not in your place. If Obedidom was blessed until such a time that the King David became jealous and went for the ark. Why is it that your life is not showing? Because you don't know you carry God. I carry God. Somebody say, I carry God. I carry God. Say, I carry God. I carry God. Whatever cannot happen to God cannot happen to me. Whatever cannot happen to God cannot happen to me. I carry God on my inside. I go with God. You see, that's why songs about uh, 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 I come into your presence, come to where presence. I understand it in a certain context, but I come with God's presence. Am I communicating here? When we gather here, we don't just gather, we come with His presence. He's in us. He's in us. That's how we come. We come in His presence. With His presence. In His presence. We gather at his feet, all right, but we come with his presence. When God comes, this was what Idahosa understood. And one day, the World Witches Conference wanted to host a witches conference in Benin. And he told them, listen, you guys, your conference will not hold in Benin. They went on TV and said, not even God can stop us. Idahosa told them, yes, you are correct. God will not stop you because I am here. Because I am here. Because he understood that God didn't need to come and stop them. God was in him. When somebody is sick around you, God doesn't need to eat the person. You are there. When somebody is broke around you, God doesn't need to step in. You are there. Am I communicating here? Listen, what I'm saying, I know some of you don't understand. That's why you must listen to the podcast again and again. Again and again. I mean, some issues you present, when you are presenting it, obviously, there are some challenges. Once somebody is talking, one, two, three, you know where their mentality is. You know where their scriptural knowledge is. Dreams that people respond to. Dreams that people present to me in my office. It shows me where they are. And yet, when the scriptures are being expounded, they will not open their heart and receive. Carry God. Somebody say, I carry God. Say, I carry God. Say, I carry God. When I say, I sit in my car, accident is not permitted because God will not have an accident. When he slept on the boat, water came in, but he couldn't capsize because he was in it. And here, he's living directly in the inside of me. If I sit in a plane, the plane is not permitted to crash because he's there with me. I'm not communicating here. You see, and I am conscious that he's there. You see, that's why I tell you that when I sit in a car, whether I pray or I don't pray, I'm covered. I'm not communicating here. All I need is to be conscious of the fact that I am with God there. I have to be conscious. My mindset must work that way. Revelation chapter 21 verse 3. I heard a loud voice. Saying from heaven. Behold the tabernacle of God is with. The tabernacle of God is with. I want you to read it aloud. The tabernacle of God is with. Then he will dwell with them. And they will be his people. God will be with them. And be their God. Somebody say the tabernacle of God. Is with man. What did Jesus say? John 14, 17. Let's read a few scriptures quickly. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth and shall be, he dwelleth with, and shall be, he, he dwelleth 
and shall be now listen he dwelleth with you and shall be in you two different things now jesus said this when he was on his way to the cross he was with them before the cross but after the cross the holy ghost took residence in us can i tell you something do you know the reason why jesus came and died he died so that the, he would cleanse us by his blood so that we'll be god's holy people that the holy ghost can live in the whole he's called the holy ghost he cannot dwell in a filthy uh, uh, habitation so jesus died so that we will be sanctified as god's holy people so that the holy ghost can live in us that's why the holy ghost cannot leave me he's with me forever because he was given to live in me i have already been sanctified that's how the holy ghost comes to live in you the moment you accept christ as your lord and savior somebody say i believe, I believe. now look at this first corinthians 16 6 verse 19 to 20 do you not know that your body is who is where in you whom you have from god and you are not okay now let's look at first corinthians 3 16 know you know that you are the temple of god and that the spirit of god somebody said the spirit of god dwells in me never say take not thy holy spirit from me it's a fully song praise the lord yeah under what dispensation god is it a prayer or what what are you saying he shouldn't take the holy spirit he himself said he shall be in you and shall dwell with you forever then you ask him don't take it what 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 kind of way is that you see that's why the kind of song you sing will affect your your relationship with god that's why i'm very particular the kind of song people sing there are songs that sometimes people sing everybody is moved i cannot be moved and sometimes i have to fake a smile just to encourage somebody but i'm going to stop that seriously praise the lord you must sing songs that emphasizes the reality of who you are and where you stand with god because if you don't sing songs like that your mentality will not go that way and your life will not go that way am i communicating here Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Let's read. If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell, he that raised Christ from the dead shall what? Oh, let's look at Peter. Peter, Peter. First Peter 2, 5. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual say I'm a spiritual house. Say I'm a spiritual house. Say I'm a spiritual house. Why? Because the Holy Ghost lives in you. You are a spiritual house. And number three, he chose us to be blameless before him. Somebody say, I'm blameless. blameless. Hey, can I talk about that? I am blameless. Somebody shout, I am blameless. blameless. Say, 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 I am blameless. blameless. In other words, I am without guilt. Praise the Lord. I am blameless. Look at this. He says, Ephesians 1.14, Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of God, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Somebody say, I'm blameless before him. Let me tell you, you may not be blameless with men, but you are blameless before God. Praise the Lord. All the blame of your life was placed on Christ. So when God sees you, he sees you blameless. That's why in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1, he said, Now there is therefore now no condemnation because you are blameless there's no condemnation you cannot be condemned under any circumstance because you have been made blameless somebody shout i am blameless blameless. say there's no condemnation for me how 
did you become blameless before God? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he made him to be sin. Who knew no sin? That you might be made the righteousness of God. Somebody say, I am blameless. Shout, I am blameless. Say, I am blameless. Say, I am blameless. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12, he said, In whom, let's look at this, in whom we have what? Boldness and access with confidence through faith. Can you come to God in prayer with boldness? Who? Come with boldness. Come with, come with, and confidence. Do you remember what John says? He said, We ask and receive if we ask anything with confidence. We are confident. We know he heareth us. Our confidence comes from the fact that we are blameless. Satan cannot come in between. Satan tells you, hey, you, you said that you are not correct. You did that you are not correct. Tell him, this is father and son affair. And between us, I am blameless. There is no condemnation. Can somebody shout an amen? amen? So in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, he said, let us therefore come boldly. Come boldly because there is no accusation. Boldly, somebody say, I'm going boldly. Say, I'm going boldly. I'm going boldly. Number four, chose. He chose us to be holy. Give me a few minutes. Let me close. He chose us to be holy. Somebody say, I am chosen to be holy. Uh, look at that. Ephesians 1 4. He says, Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless. Somebody say, Blameless. Say, Holy. Yeah, before him in love, before him, holy, holy, holy. The word holy is repeated in Ephesians 1, verse 1. He says that that is the same word that is translated saint. Somebody say saint. Uh-huh. Ephesians 1 1. Paul, to the saints who are in Ephesus. That's the same word. If you look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3, it also talks about saints there. And it's the same word. Ephesians 5 3. Please give me that word. He says, but sexual immorality must not, but among you there must not be even a hint of sexual what? Immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper among God's holy. God's holy. Why were you chosen? You were chosen to be holy. Somebody say chosen to be holy. Now to be holy means you are set apart. Somebody say I'm set apart. I say I'm set apart for God's purposes. Yeah, you are chosen to be holy. That's why you can't live anyhow. Praise the Lord. You are blameless positionally before him. And in your life and in your conduct, Paul said, uh, Peter said, be you holy in all your conduct. Because he that called you, he has made you holy. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine that you pick a very dirty plate and you clean it. Clean it until you can almost see your face in it. So clean. And you give it to somebody to eat from it. And the person takes it and puts it in a very dirty mud. What is he communicating to you? Praise the Lord. He chose you to be holy. Look at this. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 to 3. Let's look at this. Ephesians 5 3. Verse 1. Follow God's what? Follow God's as dearly love. Verse 2. He says, walk in the way just as Christ Jesus loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant and sacrifice to God. Verse 3. Let's go. But among you there must not even be somebody say I'm God's holy person. 
I can't be immoral. I can't commit fornication. I can't walk in greed because I'm God's holy person. Do you understand how these things work? That is how your mentality, how you see yourself will affect how you do things. Praise God. Yeah. I'm God's holy person. I can't smoke because I'm God's holy person. I can't drink a star. They say they have red branded star. I can't still drink it <laughs> because I'm God's holy person. <laughs> I'm not communicating here. I called somebody today and the ringtone was star rebranded. <laughs> I can't drink it. They say, ah, when it's chilling, we pour it. It's very chilling. There are pot on in the very, when it's icy cold, it looks so nice. No matter how nice it looks, I'm God's holy. I'm God's holy. I can't drink it because I'm God's holy. Yeah. It's not because of anything. It's because I'm different. Somebody say I'm different. I'm different. Now look at this with me. First Peter chapter 1 verse 13 to 14. Look at this. Let's go. So prepare your... Let's go. So... And exercise self. Put... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How are you wait? How are you supposed to live? So he said, now live as God's holy children. How are you supposed to live? Don't slip. Don't what? Into your own ways of living to satisfy your own desire. I want sex, I must have it. No, he says no more. I want beer, I must drink it. No, he says no more. I must have it now. I want money. Though I don't have, I must still have it now. He says no more. You can't do that. Don't slip back into your old ways. Living to satisfy your passionate desires. You didn't know any better then. You see that the thing is knowledge. Can you see that? You didn't know better then. You don't know better. Now you know better. You know that Christ died for you. You know that you were not deserving, but he shed his blood for you. You know that God commended his love toward you while you were yet sinners. You know, you know all that he has done. You know you have been redeemed with the precious blood of God. You know all of that. And because you know those things, you can't continue to go that way. Now look at verse 15. He says, but now you must be, verse 15, but now you must be in everything just as God who chose you is God who chose you is holy that's the basis of your holiness why must I live holy because God who chose me is holy the one who chose me is holy 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 1 to 8 finally dear brothers and we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have uh-huh. So you have to be taught. This is critical. You have to what? Be taught. What I'm teaching is very important. Or if you don't like teaching, you have a problem. You have to be taught as you have been taught. You live this way already and we encourage you to do so even more. Verse 2. How are they living? For you remember what we taught you by the authority. Everybody look on the screen and read please. Uh-huh. God's will to be so stay away from turn to your neighbor and say stay away from sexual sins yeah. stay away stop it if you have been doing it before stop it 
turn to your neighbor and say, if you have been doing it before, stop it. <laughs> now look at this. Let's look here. He said, then, he said, stay away from sexual sin. Then what? Then each of you will control his own and live in holiness. Now who will control your body for you? Me. Your pastor. Your wife. Your children. He said, each of you will control what? Your own body. Control it. Pastor, me, when the feelings come, I don't know what to do. Let me tell you what to do. Control it. Somebody say, control it. Control it. Control it. When, when I begin to feel like that, then my heart will be beating some way. Hey, it's a lie. Control it. Tell to your neighbor and say, control it. Say, control it. Control it. Control it. Now, look at verse number six. Never harm. Let's go. Then he says, not in the last passions like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Can you imagine? Huh? When you live immoral, that's how you are living. You are living like unbelievers who don't know God. Then he said, never cheat or harm a Christian brother in this matter by violating his wife. For the Lord avenges all such sins. As we have solemnly warned you before. Verse 6. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone, look at this, anyone who refuses to live by these rules, human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives us to you. Can you imagine that? Number five, he chose us to be different from the rest of the world. Somebody say, I'm different. I'm different. Say, I'm different. I'm different. Shout it, I'm different. I'm different. Say, I'm different. I'm different. In the West, people no longer marry. They live together. They live together. And in Ghana, it's coming up now. People don't marry. They want to live together and do everything couples do. Have sex freely and do everything. Now listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Sex was never designed to be given for free. Sex was designed to come at a cost. Yeah. It's, it's not buying it. <laughs> God forgive you. <laughs> No, 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 sure. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The truth of the matter is that sex is never free. It's always costly. It's always costly. There's something is costing you, you don't know. It's always costly. So you have to pay the diary to get it legitimately. If you don't pay the diary and get it legitimately, and you want to get it the other way, the Bible says your life will be reduced to a piece of bread. That's a cause. I'll, I'll, I'll teach on it. He says, he says, uh, <laughs> you, you think you're having fun. Your life will be reduced from the book of Proverbs. I don't have time today. Oh. I would have showed you from the book. He said, your life will be reduced to a piece of bread. You know a piece of bread? Your whole life will be reduced to a piece of bread. If you are somebody who gives yourself to immoral living like that. So if you are here and you are just uh, sleeping around, watch it. Somebody say, I'm chosen to be different. Say, I'm chosen to be different. I will show you that scripture someday. John 15, 19. Let's read quickly. If you were of the world, the world will not love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have. 
out of the world, therefore the world. John 17, 16. One go. Somebody say, I am different. different. Okay, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to 12. We have been reading the verse 9, but now let's go extend it further to 12 and see something. But you are a holy nation, his own special people, that you may good. But are now the people of God who have not obtained mercy. But now, now this is where the caveat is. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims as stay having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles that when they speak against you as evildoers, they by your good works Did you see that? Now let's look at it in the New Living Translation. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary citizens and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that war against your very souls. War against your very souls. War against your very souls. Uh-huh. So be careful to live properly among your Oh, say it. Be careful to live properly among your Sunday morning, you carry Bible to go to church. Saturday morning, then one girl will be leaving your house in the morning. That's what he's talking about. Somebody say, be careful. careful. Yeah, that's what he's saying. That Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will, do you know that unbelievers usually accuse us? Do you know that they accuse us? But you see, some of the accusations, we make them accuse us. Yeah. You are not married and you have been in the room with the... They came to knock, right? Nobody opened. A neighbor wanted sort. He came to knock. <laughs> Your believer from church has visited you. A neighbor came to knock. Knock for uh, 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 30 minutes. No, Nobody opened. And this music is blasting. Come, 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 come. What at all are you doing? What at all are you doing? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17. The one goes, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live in the futility of their thinking. Now wait. You see, most of the time when we say salvation is free, people don't appreciate it. (laughs) Salvation is free. But salvation comes from responsibility. He gave you free. It's free. But it demands, it puts a responsibility on your life. Because he shed his blood for you for free. All you need to do is to tame your passions for him. Just to honor him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he paid a heavy price just to save you. Because of that, to say thank you, don't have sex before you are married. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying? Is, is it okay? Is it too much for him to demand? He said that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Because everywhere, the, the way a person lives is always a product of his thinking. Yes, sir. When their thinking is filthy and faulty, the life will be faulty. Look at verse 18. He said, they are darkened. Look at this. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to the hardening of their heart. Verse 19. Having 
lost all sensitivity. They have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. Are you here? And number six, you were chosen to serve and be fruitful. Somebody say chosen to serve and be fruitful. Jesus said in John chapter 15, 16, you have not chosen me, but I have what? You have not chosen me, but I have what? That you should, and ordain you that you should go and bring forward that your fruit should abide. Somebody say, my fruit must abide. May your life be fruitful this year. Yeah. Fruit must come out of your life. Souls must follow you. God saved you so he can partner with you to save others. Somebody say, I'm saved. I'm saved. So I can partner with God to save others. That is it. That's about fruitfulness. He saved you to serve him so you can be fruitful in him. Can you imagine God doing... Do you know all the miracles God did in Egypt? How many of you remember some of them? Amazing miracles. Crazy miracles. Turn water to blood. Frogs were all over the place. You remember all of those? Do you know the single reason why God did all of that? To demonstrate his power by number. Ultimately to free his people. To what? And he freed them for what purpose? To serve him. Exodus chapter 8 verse 1. Let's go. And the Lord spoke to Moses. Go to Pharaoh. And said to him. That says the Lord. Let my people go. That day. Let my people what? When you go. Meditate on Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. He said. Giving thanks unto God. Who had translated us. He moved us. He freed us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. The same way Israel was freed to serve. You have been freed to serve. One primary reason why you are saved is to serve. Praise the Lord. It's not to make money. It's to serve. This one that you have made yourself so busy, make money here, there, there. Even just the best, the first step of serving, which is coming to church, Christ, not on your program. I pity you. <laughs> You will be fruitful. Amen. Say, I am ordained to be fruitful. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I close with this. He chose us to show forth his praise. Somebody say, show his praise. Manifest his praise. Now, what it means is that when people see you, they must praise God. I'm not communicating. This year, the happenings in your life will provoke praise. Amen. I said, the happenings in your life will provoke praise. Amen. When people see you, they will be thanking God. When your mother see you, she'll be thanking God. Amen. When your friends see you, they'll be thanking God. Amen. May everything about your life bring praise to God. Isaiah 43 verse 21. These people I have formed for myself. That they will show forth. 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 First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. The Amplified Classic Version. He says... But you are a chosen race, a royal what? A dedicated God's own purchased special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of Him who called you out of darkness. Somebody say, I'm God's show peace. Say, I'm God's show peace. I'm God's show peace. I'm God's show peace. My life is displaying the virtues of God, the glory of God, the beauty of God, the beauty of Christ is seen in me. 
in everything I do, my life is decorated with the glory of God. I manifest glory as my nature in the name of Jesus. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.